You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, week three in the National Football League. Week two was amazing. So week three. Football's just nuts. Like, so week one, I had like a weird people's eyebrow for most of the Uh following week. Like, what did I just watch? It wasn't bad, but like, what did I just watch? And week two is like, oh, this is really what it's going to be. But it's it's balancing out. So week three has some matchups I'm excited about. I'm glad you talked about the people's eyebrow. And this is not a good show to digress. Because we gotta be, we gotta be on our game here. But that's just not how I play this game. There's not. I, I I noticed something today, and I wanted to talk about it with somebody. So you'll do. It'll be me. I was why I was watching some YouTube video, and they showed a they showed a video of The Rock at like the probably the Xbox launch. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he was there, but back when he was like basically still a wrestler, he had the like he had the like shortcut hair, uh, kind of like boxy shortcut yeah. hair. Yeah. And he was wearing those awful black sunglasses, like playing playing the rock character that he was playing in wrestling at that point. And I realized something like in my head, that guy was just like always super jacked. And like he was big back then, but he got so much bigger to be in movies. And that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's crazy because when you don't have to let your body repair from wrestling injuries, you can juice up way more consistently. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, look, does the, the I, I'm not making any allegations towards Dwayne. That was a joke, um, I, Mr. I Johnson like and the family. And, I feel like Dwayne, and I can call him Dwayne. I feel there like we're simpatico, uh, both <laughs> owners. I, I own Underdog Sports. He owns the XFL, <laughs> and we'll see which one's around in three years. You know, but, uh, <laughs> but no, like that dude. Oh my God! Like put he got jacked because i think like oh batista was always been a monster and he's even Mm -hmm. saying like you know i I don't even know if i want to do these action movies anymore because i'm just getting older and it's hard to stay this big Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. but rock just put on he probably put on 40 pounds of muscle like straight movies straight muscle and then i think like what i really like the 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 um rebooted jumanji if he wasn't as scope (laughs) and the answer is no i wouldn't have so he's doing the right thing yeah, if, if Kevin Hart was the in-shape guy. <laughs> and Kevin Hart's in great shape. But Kevin like, Hart's he's not in shape. Like, he's not like lead an action movie kind of in shape. No, even largely, though I think Largely because he's 5'6". That's the thing. 5'6 is generous. I wonder, how, how tall do you think? If if we were looking right now at BovadaSportsBook.com, what would the over-under for Kevin Hart's height be? Ooh, it would have to be at 5'5", five, five, maybe 5'5 five, five and uh, eight. Kevin Hart height first first Google search result. Here we go. Oh my God! Talk to me. Well, the under is coming in hard, buddy. Ooh, five two. Kevin Hart is five two. Woo! Like he looks five two, but it's like you only say he looks five two because you've never seen a five two man. Exactly <laughs> right. You're like, oh yeah, I have that fourteen year old cousin. I think he's about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it's really like it's probably he's probably shockingly small. Yeah, it would be interesting to see him in person. Like, I mean, look, he's one of the most successful comedians in the world and got all, all, like, all power to him. Like, I think he's, I like Kevin Hart. He seems mm-hmm. like a, a decent human being. For the most part. Um, 
But like, it must be weird to see him up on the stage because like he's just a little guy. Yeah, like you really have stage. (laughs) Little guy on a big stage is a Jackie Chan movie, but um, (laughs) it it, you have. I think you're thinking of Chris Tucker. You racist. Oh man, the (laughs) allegation. I just can't. uh, I can't can't get away from the allegations. Yeah, well, can't get away from the accuracies. (laughs) You basically said yourself, but uh, we're not here to debate whether or not Mario Hines is racist. Check History out Bovada. Check out Bovada <laughs> over under or how racist am I? How do you measure that? I don't know. I would just like very racist. <laughs> um, now, all, all of this is obviously not true for for public record. Yeah. Let's let's dig into this. I The one thing I wanted to look at before we started doing picks for this week, I've got the, the Super Bowl 57 odds here at Bovada open in front of me. And I want to... I want to just feel like what has changed? Who see, who seems like a good play knowing what we know two weeks in? Because it does seem like these odds haven't changed a ton yet. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the right way to go because you want to see if these teams are real before we start like, you know, before. I think the Lions did go from like 20,000. They're up to plus 7,500 at this yeah, careful, point. Careful, careful. Which, which, I mean, gives them the 21st best odds to win the Super Bowl. So it's not like. I mean, I mean. crazy. It is. <laughs> Oh, like that that made me jump out of my seat in a positive way, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. So right now, the Bills lead the way, plus 450 still. Chiefs number two, plus seven. The Bucks plus seven. The Packers plus 14. The Chargers plus 14. The Rams plus 14. It feels like, yeah, I, I'm going to say comfortably. Maybe the Rams got bumped down a little, but I feel mm-hmm. like these odds have not been changed. Yeah, especially, yeah. They seem, they seem to be the same and actually what has transpired if i'm being fair wouldn't wouldn't knock it either though i don't uh, i don't know if i could have the bucks at plus seven i know someone needs to go to the super bowl from the uh from the nfc <laughs> uh i'm willing to put forth a team from the, the great state of pennsylvania for that Yo. honor but uh I don't know that I would have the Bucks. I don't know that the Bucks are 700 points better than the next best team. And I also don't know that the Packers are the next best team. The Packers. Oh, so they'll drop off. I think I Okay, let's see where I can put this. The Bucks, I'm not selling them yet. Here's why. I think that they are current as currently staffed. <laughs> um yeah. a team to to uh be on the uptick. They're going to have to catch their stride. They have they have age so they have, they have veteran players that can, that know how to win, know what to do. Obviously, yeah. when you have Tom Brady, and but this that, has been Brady for a while now, too. Exactly, like they're going to slow grind it. I think the only reason why they win the Saints game is because everyone got upset. I think they were mm-hmm. willing to lose that game, and and by willing, I just mean, all right, we didn't show up. Like we're not going to bust our ass to come back in week two. By the way, if the Bucks beat the Saints, the Philadelphia Eagles through two weeks currently have the number one pick in the draft. So I, that's I, not fair, man. Not, not, I'm not, not thrilled with that uh, that Bucks win, but especially with Jameis uh, looking more like James the Jameis Winston of old this past week, and he's playing with four broken vertebrae or something in his back, four broken bones in his back. Shout out to Levante David for saying what we all were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just look. I agree. The Bucks probably get there right now. I don't know that I'd have them quite that high. I don't know that mm-hmm. I have them on par with the Chiefs. Okay, that. okay, got you, got you, and I, I would agree. I would agree. 
the Rams just, oh boy, they're just, they're just so weird. Eagles have not moved on the plus 16 after that drubbing of the Vikings, who, by the way, immediately follow them at plus 1800 at the mm. I don't know that I wouldn't have bumped that Eagles team up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? And I'll tell you what, right now, you hate to say this uh, because I really was excited to watch Trey Lance play football, but I think this is going to benefit the 49ers in the short and long term. Yes. That that Lance is out this year and they're going back to Garoppolo. Because I mean, I think they're going to be better this year, and I think Lance is going to be more prepared in the future. Man, you nailed it. You nailed it. It was a thing where they buckled under the pressure of drafting a guy. I'm sure they saw flashes and they were like, "Let's pull the trigger." Jimmy wants to be out anyways. A lot yeah. of a lot of hasty. Obviously, the injury. This is better for everyone. I will say the one line that almost certainly has changed the. The Cincinnati Bengals find themselves all the way down at plus 2,800. They can't block anyone. Oh, my God. They spent so much money on the offensive line and made it worse. Worse. It's like, and 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 this is not a a shot against Burrow. I think, again, I still think he's he's next group. I can't tell if he's stoic or despondent. (laughs) I mean, dude's been, he's... We're running a real risk of him going into David Carr territory. Yo, and I didn't even want to burn that, Brett, but I'm like, how much longer can an elite talent just take this without changing your game or expecting to be hit? Let's see. Assuming that Joe Burrow plays all 17 games, which I think is a giant assumption at this yeah, point. Yeah. He's currently on track to be sacked 110 times. I don't understand. <laughs> It's going to be an NFL record for someone getting the sacks. Like yeah, someone's, no, it's crazy. <laughs> someone's going to get paid off the fact that the Bengals allow so many sacks. You have to put the asterisks next to the record because it's like played Bengals twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're in the North, yeah, seriously, if you're in the AFC North, you're you're set. Obviously, we're crowning whoever in the North yeah, to be the sack it's champion. Like, right it's now. like Miles Garrett would have a shot. <laughs> yeah, like asterisks all day, like. More bigger asterisks than the um the straight the far of giving it to Strahan sack. Oh my god, hell, it could be Clowney. It could be anybody it on that team. Clown, like Clow- Clowney could legitimately get fourteen sacks in two games. In two games, <laughs> <laughs> that team. Like, I'm not a big advocate of giving up early draft picks, but that team needs to trade for the best left tackle they can find. They need to move Jonah Williams to the right side, and they need to stop with this notion that Lael Collins is a right tackle because he is not. He, Kick him back inside, and your line will be markedly improved. Come on, man. You, first, they need to pay you for this idea. You gave it to him for free. Find a way to get that I don't that know back. who that tackle is. That that they have to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to start thinking, but they have to do it. It's, it one, for two reasons. One, the clear getting better at it, but also you have to send that message back. You have to send yeah. that message to your squad because you're set up for success outside of this. It's not even a hole. I don't know what's bigger than a hole. I guess holes just can be any size. It's a chasm. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a bummer that Andre Dillard got hurt for the Eagles because he would be an interesting trade chip to send over to Cincy. The one I would be look calling for I really liked Brady Christensen uh, with the Whoa. with the Panthers last year, and he lost that job to Ike Ekwanu, that left tackle job. I wonder if they trade him for a second or a third round pick. I think so because I, I think he loses the job deservedly so more so 
his replacement oh, doing better. Stop it. Ekwanu was like the number two pick in the draft. Brady Christensen, a fifth round pick last year, had no shot to win that job. So that's why that's what I'm saying. I don't hold it against him. I don't hold it against him at all. You have to yeah, do what you have to I, do. I don't I don't hundred percent even know that it was purely talent based based upon where they are right now. It's certainly where Ekwanu is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I mean Christensen was a good left tackle last year. He wasn't he wasn't great. Wasn't but, a world beater, but. but adequate will be wonderful for oh Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I mean, if if <laughs> if he came to the Bengals and was adequate, they think he was amazing. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, immediately look better than anybody else. I'm trying to figure out who else is out there. Like, just tackle is such a weird position. You look at the Jets. They have mm-hmm. Mekhi Becton gets hurt for the second year in a row early on. He's going to miss his second consecutive season. And it's almost like human bodies aren't supposed to be six foot eight, 380 pounds. But I don't know. What do I know? Um, <laughs> don't tell that to the Denard Watson kid at Florida. Who I think he's listed at 6'5", 415 at defensive tackle. Yeah, be careful. Um, oh, for real. But like they went out and they're like, Dwayne Brown was a free agent. They didn't even just sign him for the year. They gave him a two-year, $20 million contract. Right. That's, how, that's how little they think Becton is going to be in the lineup next year. Man, look, and then, then Dwayne Brown got hurt. Sorry, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, and then he didn't even—he's not even playing. So yeah, yeah, of course, it's it's a terrible thing. We're at a, it's a it's a terrible spot for the Bengals. So that drop, it hurts my heart to say, but you can't—I can't ignore it. It's it's not too early to call it. Okay, who are the teams that should be moving up these odds? I mean, you, I mean, you, you, go, you go ahead and say it. You can I'm not gonna. I'm not. Oh no! Oh no! Ahead, oh no! You know what? After this week. After this week. Wait till oh, I'm not talking about your Lions. I'm not no. talking about your Lions. I'm talking oh, about. Oh, you know who I'm going to say. I'm talking, oh, about, I don't, I'm talking about the team that beat those Lions Week One. The only team. <laughs> only team in two weeks. Yeah, I know. I don't care. <laughs> but no, I'm standing on this. This is sure. Sure, you get some joy out of me saying this, but I actually take much pride. Roll the tape back, every listener. Roll the mm-hmm. last few tapes. I was like, hey, hey, I'm not going to say too much. But I'm very confident in what the Eagles have done with this football team. They yeah. discovered identity somewhere through last year. They spent the offseason. <laughs> then they went away from it. Then they went away. Year. But that's what I mean. Like, they learned it. They're like, we can't play around. And look at the first two games. They're like, we are run heavy. We're going to make sure we include our quarterback in oh, the run. Okay. For, they're, they're run heavy in, in that second game based upon what happened in the second half. They were, they were passing 2-1 to <laughs> one in the first half. And look, it was going great. Run heavy in today's NFL is 2-1. to one. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> but uh, uh, run dependent, I'll call it. Not run heavy, yeah. run dependent. They they know where their where their strength lies. They know now that they can rely on Jalen Hurts to be wise about his ability to run. He's mm-hmm. much more calm. Or the young receivers have stepped up. AJ Brown is providing an amazing, amazing change of pace and just consistency defensively. Defensively, you can't really just throw the ball up on him anymore, which fucking sucks. Sorry, I did actually, well, it's actually no, it, uh, no. It's look, it sucks if I, you're. I, I don't know what to. I don't know what to take away from that first game because man, we're good. Man. I, that Lions offense might be really good. By the way, Jalen Hurts has jumped up to the third best odds, tied with Justin Herbert at Bavada for MVP. You know what? You know what? With that, with that, and this isn't college, so I, I could be completely off. So I'm ready for your pushback. He has the personality for MVP. Oh, you want he is 
he is one of the easiest people in the NFL to root for. Oh my God. That's, that's the thing that gives me the most confidence and hurts in terms of like what he's going to be. It's great what he is, but like he, he took an evolutionary leap from year one to year two. And that that comes down to his incredible work ethic and his incredible character. And I'm yeah. so excited to see what he's going to be in year four in year five. Absolutely. He's a worker. He's a worker. It clicks. I've heard conversations stirring amongst, you know, people I'm talking to about how, like they're, they're now taking it back to how did he lose his job seriously mm-hmm. in college? Which well, two is also very good. Two is very good. He's not doing, and he's not going to do what <laughs> James leads Kapata the NFL in passing. He won't keep that up. No, but oh, no, no, he might, he might, he might, he might, he might, because the East is not like that. So let me take that back. Yeah, and I think he leads the NFL in passing by like a hundred yards through two that games. Last game, last game was nuts. Was only four four hundred and sixty nine yards and six That's touchdowns. That's all. Little uh, little light work for Tua. I'm saying like, and 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 to be fair to everyone, and I'm including myself in this bunch, we did not, we did not consider that his ceiling. You did. I'll give you that. I but, mean, I don't know that I, I like, I thought that high that quickly, but I very, you know, I've very much always been a Tua guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you that. I just don't, I don't understand what people were nitpicking. Like, yeah, he struggled that first year coming into the NFL in a situation where he was constantly talked about as the team trying to trade for Deshaun Watson to replace him and coming off of an incredibly bad hip injury. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a terrible situation. This is just a theory. This is just a theory that I have a couple. I think, and when when it comes to quarterbacks like him, which are successful, still relatively unorthodox, slash not the norm, mm-hmm. short lefty, whatever. Yeah. Wow. It's like easier to, 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 to pile on when they're not successful. Of course it is. Because he's not, because historically speaking, he's not supposed to be good. Yes. Yeah. Because we, ha- we have not seen that archetype. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's hard. Who's a little, who are the best short left? I mean, Vic is obviously an exception, but he yeah. was an exception in a lot of different categories. Yeah. I don't, left, Mar- I don't know if we have Marcus Vic was a righty. Yeah, no, his brother. And that was, that was his fatal flaw, to be honest. No. Best. <laughs> that and wanting short. to fight everyone. Oh, and not being a great quarterback. And also just not being that good at the position. Yeah. I mean, didn't, he, uh, didn't he get kicked to receiver in the NFL? Yeah. After a All while, right. though. Okay, I did think that this gentleman, I guess the question here is what are we considering short? Because uh, one Stephen Young was a lefty. Was he 6'1", I, though, right? I thought he was 6'1", 6'2". Yeah. So. Oh He's the best left-handed quarterback ever. Uh, then you got Boomer, who I thought was like 6'3". What you is he? Vic. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure how tall, I don't have the heights in front of okay, me. I gotcha, just have gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. best, I, I Googled bet, oh, he's 6'5". So, yeah, they, yeah. so, so what's it? Uh, Google ignored my, my short and just that. went with best left-handed quarterbacks. Let's see how tall Steve Young was. Cause maybe we can, we can eliminate Steve Young from this as well. Steve Young was 6'2". All right. So we're not calling him short. No, we're not. That That's bananas. Uh, next on the list, we have Michael Vick, who is unquestionably short. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way back to, we have Ken Stabler, who was... Who was six one. They don't want to tell us. Uh, Ken Stabler, height, weight, 6'3". So he does wow. not meet our criteria here. We have... Uh, <laughs> 
a gentleman you're familiar with, Lions quarterback coach Mark Brunel, a 6'1 lefty. He was 6'1. Hey, yeah, man. So he's on the list. He was he's definitely. I, I'm so mad that I'm so mad. Like, I still hold grudges about this Mark Brunel thing. The Eagles agreed to a trade with, uh, <laughs> with, was it Washington? I forget who, who was originally, who originally traded Brunel, but they agreed to a trade to acquire Brunel. And for some reason, I don't remember why it fell apart and he ended up going to the Jaguars history because they were good remember the 14 and 2 jaguars uh, weird times yeah. uh jim zorn jim zorn frankie albert i don't we're not uh, okay so okay yeah, this, this, is list is, this list is bullshit yeah uh, it, includes, it includes tim tebow and matt leinert chris sims are you and kidding more so yeah i mean if tua and i mean tua and brunel are the best under six under six two yeah under i would six call six one short I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get that, that question. Yeah, you're going to get that. If you're coming out the draft, you're going to get that question mark. Absolutely. All right, let's get to our picks. Let's do it. Let's do this. Uh, the first game up on the docket here, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns Thursday night football. Bavada's got the Browns favored by four and a half. Yeah, it's funny here. I'm going to go Steelers. So win some money with the Steelers. The Browns lost to the Jets didn't stir me or shake me as much as it should. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Browns, as they stand, still lose to the mystique of this rivalry. And the Steelers have nothing but motivating play. Like, that's the only thing keeping them a lot outside of, you know, their secondary is pretty decent. But, you know, motivating football. So I'll give the Steelers the win here to continue this thing that they have over the Browns. By the way, interesting subplot in this game. Uh, original. Cleveland Brown, Joe Hayden turned five-year Pittsburgh Steeler, cornerback Joe Hayden, retired on a one-day contract today with the Cleveland Browns. Isn't, I didn't know he had. I didn't know he had so much love. I thought he had animosity. Same. I thought there was like bad blood. So, but hey, I mean, it's it, it does say something about that organization that guys are actually coming back to retire as as Browns. So they have a great facility. <laughs> he just, I didn't even you think, say that. You think Joe just wanted access to the gym? <laughs> I promise you, everyone, I didn't mean that. In <laughs> I mean, like this, it's a that's a thing a player likes. Like, if no one's a a, a a jerk to you, and you actually have the amenities that you would think an NFL player should have, like Cleveland uh-huh. did a good job. So maybe. That, all right. Well, he's got that pass. He can, he can go swimming. He can go swimming in the lap pool anytime he wants now. <laughs> the uh, Baltimore Ravens head to New England to take on the New England Patriots, and Bavada has the Patriots plus three at home. Yeah, Patriots. They they have a syndrome. It's a mm-hmm. it's a Matt Patricia syndrome. Hmm. He's not good at coaching. There is something to that. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens disappointing loss, but pieces and i'll give i'll give their pieces uh a win over the patriots pieces right now which i'm co- a little confused i'm gonna t- put a deeper eye to the patriots this week in this yeah. game to really analyze what's going on there so but give me the ravens right now mario why can't i find any old mail everything is hard why does everything got to be so hard i don't know everything's it's ridiculous the Buffalo Bills travel to Miami. I am bummed that the Eagles also play at one o'clock. So I would love to tune into this game uh, to take on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins plus six at Bavada. Well, I mean, I won't spoil the, the Eagles matchup in my pick, but 
Feel free to watch the Bills Dolphins game, bro. <laughs> um, it's hard to root against the Bills right now. It's hard to pick against the Bills right now, even though I don't have a good sense, to be honest, of the matchup here. I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, Micah Hyde and gang. Mm-hmm. Poirier and gang. Mm-hmm. They can do what maybe is necessary. They're they're not as fast, clearly, but the physicality, the smarts, and their good speed, I think it neutralizes in the in, in their offense is, is otherworldly right now. And so I, I'm gonna go Bills until they give me a reason not to. Can't argue with that. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals head to New York to take on the New York football Jets. Bavada's got the Jets plus five at home. Yeah, again, so I know exactly, we know exactly the Bengals' problem. I don't know what happened with the Jets that had them scoring. And one of the things is Garrett Wilson's good. Yeah. And the, the thing that I thought would at least help him was having a veteran, although it'd be a sucky one. And <laughs> uh, they they made a they made a way. I think this is my final test here for the Bengals having uh, a standard from, from yeah. being at the Super Bowl. This is a standard win. You have to Bengals win this lose this game. They're in trouble. They're in trouble, man. So I'm going to go with my right mind and go Bengals here. Yeah, the the Jets won due to oh my god! All right, a lot of stuff to a lot of stuff to unpack from that Jets that Jets Browns game, right? The, this game, this Jets Browns game, was the first time. I'm gonna you know I'll let you pick. I'll, I'll let you guess at what the number is. How many consecutive games do you think it had been since a team had a 13 point or more lead at the two minute warning or below? How many games do you think it's been since they lost? Ooh, games. It would have to be, I think, like 40. Well, Mario, the number, it is, <laughs> again, teams having a 13 or more point lead at the two-minute warning or below. Yeah. It had been 2,229 consecutive teams that the team leading by 13 or more at the two-minute mark had won the game. And just because this is how the world works, it was the last team to do it was, of course, the Browns in 2001 to give up the yeah. give up the points and lose. Of course, of course. I just thought it would so, have happened last year. So statistical anomaly, of course, and a lot of weird stuff. If Nick Chubb just goes down to the one, the Browns can run out the clock and win the game. If Amari Cooper, well, I don't really blame him because the ball didn't 100% get to him, but if he recovers the onside kick or they just simply don't allow the the Bills to recover it, it would have been fine. Or Jets, pardon yeah. me. Um, and also, Joe Wood's scheme just doesn't work. Awesome. It's been three years now. He was incredible with this zone scheme he liked to run in San Francisco. It just so happened he had arguably the greatest zone cornerback of all time in Richard Sherman to lean on. Yes. Like... He's got a bunch of man corners in Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom and Greedy Williams. He's got a guy who played a ton of man in John Johnson with the Rams. Mm-hmm. And he's running an overly complicated zone where every other play guys are looking at each other because of yeah. busted coverage. I was going to say, and this is, this is, it, you're absolutely right and you nailed it. I was going to say they actually, for, for, for guys that uh, are naturally man cover guys, or at least uh, a little bit more instinctual players, I would call it. They are oper- they are managing it relatively well, except for that considered. one play a game where they give up a seven exactly, and, and that's the co- and that's coaching. Like you said, like that to me points to coaching. That is the coaching. You are not, guys aren't. It's not clicking. If something isn't clicking, it's coaching. 
Browns have this extended week after the Thursday night game. It is time to simplify your defensive system if you want to you be competitive this year. Do it now. The Detroit Lions head to Minnesota, take on the Minnesota Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings minus six at home. Ooh, I mean, that's respect to us. No. Minus six at home is a close game if we're home. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean Literally, this and them saying they're a touchdown better than you, but okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, at home. Look, I upset special. Everyone ring the alarm. Ring the alarm. We are 1A and 1B with this team in the North. And they will be. I, the Vikings I know. Were, that's I a know. weird team. Look, hey, I, I, I have more confidence in the Lions than the Vikings at this point. Look, the thing that we saw the Vikings be successful with is a thing that the Packers still actually haven't um, figured out. Okay. So with that said, I think the Lions can neutralize. And one, we can get after the passer for mm. one. So that's a big help. I don't know how well he's going to outscheme that, but we can also score. Yeah, for sure. So let's get it. We're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. For sure. Well, it's a, a really fun team. Really. Really mm-hmm. fun team. I, I, I admit I didn't buy it early in the year. I thought it was the hard knocks bump, but they're they're scoring points every single week. If they do that to Minnesota this week, you have to hit. Yeah, they need to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Are you saying that if we lose close with a lot of points, we take us seriously, or do we have to win? No, I, I think, I think Minnesota. Look, team. People talked about Minnesota being the best team in the NFC going into that Monday night game. Mm-hmm. I, and yes, they the Eagles the Eagles were more prepared than they were, and it's weird to say that. <laughs> but I think this team's still very good. I, I don't for a, a second understand what Ju- Justin Jefferson's beef against the Eagles is. He loves yeah, he loves it's to, substantial. To, like yeah. Kyle Brandt even tweeted out like, "Be prepared for an epic post game press conference by JJ if the if the Vikings win." Like what? He's you, not even from you picked 22. You were picked 22. It's not like you went three or something like this. Yeah. It's not like we took Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. Yeah, like relax. 21 other picks happened before you came off the board. Like yeah. what's your, I honestly understand. And then Slay locked you up. So whatever. Well, my, you, my, one of my favorite stats in the longest time is uh, <laughs> the, the stat that I sent you. Yeah. One plays where Darius Slay was the closest person covering Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson caught one ball. Darius Slay caught two. Let's go. I don't. And, have, oh, go ahead. And it could have been more. It could have been more. He dropped two. He had five PBUs. Go I've never go. seen five. I've never seen five in a game. He's he was locked in. Locked in. He looks amazing right now, to be honest. I'm talking about physically. Um, I don't, I don't have no beef with him because he, he left the organization because he had to. I, I saw a hilarious. Uh, I saw a hilarious tweet. Uh, you remember last year when Joe Burrow was basically just like, "Fuck it, Jamar Chase is down there somewhere." Yeah. I'll just throw it up. <laughs> I saw a tweet uh, with uh, Kirk Cousins throwing the ball, and it says, "Fuck it, Darius Lee is down there somewhere." <laughs> they have something going on. They have something uh, going on. Yeah, man. Oh, all right. I, I would love to spend another hour talking about that game, but we have to get yeah. through this. The Houston Texans head to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Bavada has the Bears minus two and a half. Who do I trust in this in this game? That's a great question. Who do you trust, man? Do you trust? Do you want to go Equimania St. Brown? 
<laughs> no, I'm actually Brown <laughs> the same Brown brothers. Let me actually check out. Let's see. What are the Texans? How are they looking last week? I mean, the Broncos are a, a perennial. I mean, yeah, the, the Broncos are a disaster. I think it was a 16 to nine game. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. The other, the it Texans was very close the whole time. They have no but one. Nico. Is that a test? I, they might have people though. Like Davis Mills might be okay. Davis Mills is average. Yeah, I don't think he's good, but he might. Yeah, he might be average, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Damian Pierce had a nice game in game two. Brandon, they have Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I forgot right. they have Brandon Cooks. See, this is, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, cool, 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 cool. If they got a guy that can flash against this Bears team who have flashers, but I don't. Yep, let me let me go Texans here. I'm a little nervous here. I'm a little nervous. Let's go Texans. Though. The Kansas City Chiefs head to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bavada's got the Colts plus five and a half at home. Uh, Colts worst team in football. Let's they might be. Yeah, they might be. I I said last week that I was free money that Jacksonville money line, <laughs> and boy did that prove to be correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Raiders head to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans, another team in contention to the worst team in football. Yes, yes. Uh, Titans plus two at home. Yeah, it's uh, it's Malik Willis time. We'll see the the bumps. And bruises. I, that, that's a little premature. I know, I know, I know, I know. I want it to be. I want it. To, it actually is, even if they don't agree with me. It yeah. is. It, the window's closed. Whatever. But is it the right situation to put them in? I don't know. Uh, the Raiders complete complete meltdown of the little widget against the little widget. I get it. It won't happen against this team. So give me the Raiders here. What do you mean? You know, you shouldn't give up an 85 yard run for a two, two yard gain. To win the game. Exactly. I like, I was actually like, is this Madden? Is this Madden? Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's, he's the best Madden player since Michael Vick. Yeah. They know what they're doing with that game. I guess. Also, is Kyler a lefty? <gasps> oh my gosh. Did we just completely forget about Kyler? Yes, we did. I'm looking it up. Kyler Murray is uh, as a left fielder, best left-handed quarter. I mean, it comes up in le- best left. Oh, no, he's right-handed. Quarter. He's right-handed. Okay. I'm watching him. Look, okay. He seems like a lefty, though, doesn't he? He d- yeah. It's it's just weird. And he, I mean, he would be the best midget left-handed quarterback of all time. <laughs> of all, yeah. Going back to like peewee days. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for this Titan. Oh, there it is. Uh, I think, like, we got a. We got to talk about 13 carries for 25 yards for Derrick Henry. It's time. You stand on your soapbox. It happened. Stand on it. It happened. He's done. It's, it's, yeah. It's, uh, average 3.9 week one, 1.9 week Ugh. two. Look, the Bills defense is very good. Yeah. But I, I think that they got to be a little concerned. Be concerned. The... the New Orleans Saints head to uh, Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Bavada has the Panthers plus three at home. I'm actually going Panthers here. Um, I don't know if Jameis wakes up, but I look, I watch. McCaffrey had a game. Yeah, he played Mc, well. Yeah, McCaffrey had a game. I think the Saints are gonna are, are gonna have the worst of the uh, the fallout of all of that extra t- testosterone going on from last week. I really think they're gonna pay for uh, just with too much emotion and they're just still not that, that not that good. So give me the Panthers here in a surprise, surprise. Win. I sincerely hope you're correct. The <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles head to Washington to take on Carson Wentz and those Washington commanders. Bavada's got the commanders plus six and a half at home. Yeah. Like the commanders, you, you meaning me forget that they have playmakers galore. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. The wide receiver core is it, Curtis Samuel McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. 
Yeah, I watched it live. I'm like, okay, I'm actually not upset that they're making plays. They have really good receivers. So uh, all that to say that it won't be a completely easy Eagles win, but it's going to be an Eagles win. I worry, but I'm a worrier. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada's got the Chargers minus seven at home. Ooh, go Jaguars on this uh, on this line, man. The Chargers will win, but go Jaguars on this line. I don't know that I have the confidence in that that you do, but I, I definitely like the Jaguars against the Colts last week. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Boy, is this a game you have to see. Yeah. Bavada's got the Seahawks minus one and a half at home. I would rather literally watch Falcons and Seahawks do anything together than yeah. watch these two teams. Like I would rather watch the birds hang out than watch this what? game. Watching Madden 96 sim of the Falcons and Seahawks. <laughs> With that said, give me the Seahawks who can run the ball a little better. A little. The Green Bay Packers head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Bavada has those Bucks minus one and a half. Give me those Bucks. Give me those Bucks. Fallacy. Fallacy, what you saw with the Packers last week. Give me the Bucks. The Los Angeles Rams head to Arizona to take on Kyler Murray and those Arizona Cardinals. Bavada has the Cardinals plus three and a half at home. Going to be a close one, obviously. Uh, interdivision rivals. Intra? Inner? Whatever. Intra. Intra. Give me the Rams here. Waking up, still not good, as they should be, but waking up. Jimmy Garoppolo and those San Francisco 49ers head to Mile High Stadium in Denver, Colorado to take on the Denver Broncos. Bavada's got the Broncos. One and a half point underdogs at home in the Russell Wilson era. Ooh, Russ. Somebody talk to Russ, man. This Niners team just feels different and feels better with Jimmy yeah. G at the quarterback position. I'm going with the Niners here. I'm with Bavada. I I'll tell you what. I think my money's on the 49ers to win that division. It's getting it's getting there, huh? <laughs> uh, getting I just, there, I, huh? I never trusted Trey Lance. And we know Garoppolo's gonna be an above average quarterback and lead the team well. Yes. He's done it. Yep. The Dallas Cowboys had to New York to take on the New York football Giants. Cooper Rush versus Daniel Jones. Primetime football. Bavada's got the Giants minus one at home. This is definitely, those two are such Texas high school quarterback names. Um, oh, yeah. Ah, I want to go Giants here. Don't hurt me, everybody. I want to go Giants here. Cooper Rush uh, was born in Charlotte, Milwaukee. Charlotte, okay. Michigan. Charlotte, okay. Michigan. Apparently, you have a, a Charlotte in Michigan. And uh, who was the other one? Daniel Jones. I think he's like Louisiana. I know he was born in Charlotte, North Carolina. So it's the Battle of the Charlottes. That's, <laughs> I think that's actually excellent. Who, who's writing the script here? Yeah, well, we had to get Cooper Rush in the game so we could fit this <laughs> narrative in. Final game, the Miami Dolphins head to... Uh, Cincinnati. Nope, that's not. That's Thursday night football. Oh my God, the Cowboys Giants is Monday night football. Yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna find out. We were gonna know. We were gonna know where they were from, anyways. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Here's the. Does it come up that they're both from a town called Charlotte during the game? You, it has to for us to keep watching. Things like that have to be talked <laughs> and that's about in the opening introduction. Yes. Like there's gonna be a segment about it. Be like, guys, hang out, hang out. They're both from a place, they're both from a town called Charlotte. Different states, crazy, right? Crazy. Come back after the break. <laughs> Got me locked in. All right, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwardell, 
and Mario Hines. We'll see you back here next week.